Do you remember the first story that was so spellbinding that it drove you to break the rules and stay up all night? To keep reading, keep listening, keep playing? So good you forgot your life and lived there? So good that the moment it ended you asked yourself, what next? Welcome to the floor. Our goal is to take you back, take you deeper, to explore and understand more, and relive that childlike wonder. Join us as we dive deep into humanity's greatest stories, no matter how they are told, through books, movies, television, even games. One of us does an in-depth research on our topic. One of us is familiar with the topic. And one of us knows nothing. So the right questions will always be asked and will be addressed for anyone coming into the topic, regardless of how much you know. Enjoy another world, another adventure, another spellbinding story. Join us on the floor. Okay. Uh, welcome back to the floor. We are continuing our discussion of House Jurasco. So this is episode two in that series, and we are in Dungeons and Dragons on the world of Eberron. So this is not a good place to come in cold. Uh, at least start at the beginning of the House Jurasco series, if not the beginning of the Eberron series, so that you're not completely lost in or, here. Or at least the Dragon Mark series. We're, we're, we're specifically that's that's the true. There is a Dragon Mark series as well. Yeah, I still so. think you should listen to the intro to D and D and Eberron before mm-hmm. you dive into that because. Nah. Well, it depends that's how much. It's a lot know. of information. It's a lot. So, all right. So that's where we're at. So we're in a series within a bigger series within a bigger world. We're deep. <laughs> we're talking uh, about House Jurasco. These are the halflings and their dinosaurs. What we got real excited about last time. Yeah, oh, yeah, there were dinosaurs. Oh so my House gosh, Jurass- guys! <laughs> House Jurasco carries the dragon mark of healing, and that is the dragon mark we're talking about. But. Dragon marks themselves, there's not a lot to them. Whereas when we get into the houses that hold them, there's a lot of politics and everything involved. And so it gets really deep and interesting. So mm-hmm. uh, the ha- all the halflings originally come from the Talenta Plains, uh, the- these nomadic tribes. But House Jurasco has become entirely urbanized, right? They're all in the cities. And the capital uh, of, of the House of Jurasco is called Resthold. And that is found in the city of... Vedkar in Karnath. Right. I mean, you say that specifically because they were very nomadic, wandering the Talenta Plains. And, and now that this yeah. house has been formed, they've now joined. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, unless, unless you get a really random occurrence of the Dragon Mark of Healing, you're not going to find it among the nomads on the Talenta Plains anymore. It is all in the cities. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. So, all of the marks moved. And since the marks are passed down, lineage yeah they're all, they're all city dwellers yeah so there there's another mark that we will find on the plains a lot but we're not going into that one at the moment right so okay so they are in Karnath. we talked about Karnath very briefly but i do want to go into it a little bit more just as this is this is where they're centered and it, and it kind of has a, a role in other things so Karnath is the oldest of the five nations right it is the very first nation that was founded that became part of the five and Galifar. And it is known as the birthplace of kings. And one of the reasons mm-hmm. they claim that title is that the royal family, Ur Winar, uh, has been around longer than the nation of Galifar. So 
uh, Galifar was from the royal family of Urwenar, and he became king of Karnath before he became the emperor of Galifar, right? Okay. So he becomes king of Karnath, and from there, he conquers all of Kovir. And, uh, makes and it Kovir in- is the continent. Yeah, yes. yeah. And he makes it into one nation, right? And that's Karnath? No. And then that is uh, that nation persists for a long time until a king has five. Name that nation. Galifar. Oh, that's Galifar. The- so, so Galifar, Mr. Galifar. Mr. Galifar creates yeah, Mr. Galifar. Galifar. The nation, yes. He, so he takes over, uh, what is Everything. the continent called? Kovir. Kovir. Okay, yeah. he takes over Kovir and takes over all these different cities, countries, whatever on it, and he turns it all into one nation called Galifar. Yes. Yes. Okay. And then we, at what point does so uh, Galifar the Avatar, persists. the last airbender, come back to save everyone? So... Uh, <laughs> The, the nation now Galifar is a human, right? So I mean, you know, eighty years is about the expectance on his lifespan, right? Uh, but the nation of Galifar persists for a thousand years, and then uh, the final emperor of Galifar has five sons. To which oh, we he talked about this, yeah. To which he allocates five different providences for them to rule over and gain experience. And then one, of course, is selected to become the emperor and the others will continue to rule over smaller sections. But the other four refuse to acknowledge their brother as emperor when the time comes. And this starts the last war. And those providences that they rule over then become the five nations. Right. OK. And Karnath is one of the five nations. So it, it claims itself as the oldest of the five nations because it was a nation before there was Galifar. And it was where Galifar came from. Right. And, okay, so this so it's the it's the nation of kings as well. Yes, and and so royal, wait, real quick, so what what was the capital that you talked about earlier? That so Resthold is like uh, like an enclave, like a little uh, section of the city where House Jurasco is centered. So let's back up for a second. So do you think that the people who came up with the name for that just spent like five seconds? Were like, okay, so they're healers. We should name the city. It's not the name of the city. It's a section in the city. Yeah, yeah but this is specifically where they are, right? Yeah. So we should name it Healer's Hold. No, Rest Hold, because you rest when you're healing. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron loves a good pun, and there it is, Rest Hold. So yeah, so, so this is the nation of Karnath. So na- Karnath is named after Karn the Conqueror. And when he became the king of Karnath, it was a much smaller nation than it is now. Mm-hmm. And he went out conquering neighboring cities and territories and kingdom to build a bigger empire, right? Now, he's not as successful as Galifar will be, but he does greatly expand the borders of Karnath. And one of the places where he expands is southward into the Talenta Plains. And it is Karnath who first identifies this tattoo that some of these nomads have is not just a tattoo. It is a dragon mark. And so he sends words to the other dragon mark houses to send their scholars and come investigate. And they discover this is the dragon mark of healing. And it is that point that the, the halflings begin to split away from their nomadic heritage uh, and, and migrate towards the cities. And um, do you think the they ended up doing that? Like, 
did someone go in like missionaries well, like we hey, are- hey amish people you guys want microwaves we got them yeah, and like oh we have a mark we want to do that so i think that there probably were some of the halflings who the luxuries of the city appealed to them and so that's how you pull away some of the members of the dragon but why was it majority like they they were so good at getting the healers like that the specifically the one was with the mark well i think part of it is targeting right be like yeah, like targeted marketing what do you want. think their marketing stance was the healing um and so yeah. well so so one of the things that begins to happen is as they're formed so as we've talked about the houses are like great noble houses right so they're forming the house of jurasco uh as they're bringing in these halflings and they need a lot of things to be able to organize and build and everything and so the early members who are trying to build house jurasco begin to pile massive debts uh with particularly with House Caneth and with uh, House Civis. So, and the interesting thing is that Caneth and Civis, like, because the heal, they're healers, they often just trade healing, right? They were nomads, trade economies, what they were familiar with. They wanted, they, so they would just trade healing for the things they needed in the cities. But Caneth and Civis refused to accept healing in trade for their services. They're like, Which no. one is House Civis? Uh, is it messaging? Or no. one second. Have we talked about them already? We haven't. This is the gnomes, and they. Oh, the mark of scribing. Yes, scribing. That's what it is. Not messaging. Scribing. I was my my character was Civis when I was yeah. when I had time to play. Uh, it was fun. <laughs> back on a better schedule, so I can go play with them again. Yeah. So Civis is the gnomes, and theirs is the mark of. Civis scribing. is probably the best one because everyone knows gnomes are the best. <laughs> okay, so. And you said it was Caneth and Civis? Caneth and Civis refused to accept healing and trade for their services. Wait, so this is this is <laughs> this is their villain arc? This is where it started. This is where it started. So because they were like, we'll just we'll you just give us what we need and we'll heal you always. Like you'll always have us at your back healing you. Like, no, we don't want that. We want money. And then these people were like, okay, fine. Then we want money too. <laughs> and so that's why, this, like last episode, <laughs> this is exactly where this is going. So they build, start building up these massive debts, which means they need two things, a way of generating income and more people working for them to generate that income. Right. So this is when they establish the healer's oath. Right. Mm-hmm. As a member of House Jurasco, you take an oath to charge for your healing. Right. Hypocrite oath. Yep. And, and, and you can't heal. Unless you are paid. Right. So this is where they they put the oath into place and they begin to work really hard to bring in more of the nomads with the mark of healing because they're like, we need more people working to pay off these debts. Mm-hmm. Right. Particularly, like I said, they'd come from a trade economy and, you know, you bring in this, the, these people who were born and raised on the Talenta Plains, that all they know is a trade economy. And then you said, you're trying to get them to take money and be like, look, they understand oaths. We'll just make them take an oath to take money or they won't do the thing. And they'll understand an oath at least because they're having a hard time getting these, just, these, these wild halflings to, to, to take money. Be like, ah. but they'll owe me a favor. Be like, no favors. None of that. We need money. Those aren't transferable anymore. Yeah. You can't pass go. You can't collect $200 with favors. So, <laughs> yeah. So, so, so they literally went to House Kenneth and Siveth and were like, hey, guys, we want to synergize and make sure everybody wins here. And they got spit on and they were like, all right, cool. Guess uh, we're going to be the kingpins now. 
<laughs> like that's that's what happened. They didn't they didn't want to do it, but they had to do it. They had to do it to pay to pay off those debts. Yes. And so that is where we get the the oath that they have to take. And that is when like and you know, eventually those debts are paid, but then the system that brings in all that profit is still in place and they start to like it, right? We're making a lot of money and it's nice. Right. So yeah. So that's kind of where it all comes into play here. Mentally, they probably went from you need us and we need you. It's like a symbiotic relationship. Like, and we'll just, we'll pay you with healing. You'll pay us with food, whatever it is. Right. And now it went from that to, yeah. we don't need anyone. Like <laughs> we don't need we, any. We are dragons. We have piles of gold that we sleep on. <laughs> yeah. Our backs hurt, but it's nice. <laughs> but it's nice. Yeah. So, so yeah. So it was Karnath. It was Karn of Karnath who originally found them. And the reason why rest hold is in Karnath and not in the Talenta Plains because one, oh, the Talenta Plains, the Talenta Plains doesn't have a lot of cities. They're just you know nomads. And yeah, it was Karn who brought the people to Karnath to be the interesting in city. Okay, yeah. so let's take a break here. What are we going to be talking about when we get back? Uh, what are we going to be talking about? All right, so we will talk about a few other things in Karn. Nath that are relative to the houses and to uh, House Jurasco. And then we'll start talking about uh, the leadership and uh, some of the other other things going on because their stance on healing um, gets them some criticism both from without and within the house. Interesting. Infighting and some exterior uh, troubles as well. Yeah. All right. Okay, so we have been mentioning at the end of our episodes recently about the treasure room, how, as Aaron likes to describe it, in the floor we go deep into things, but in the treasure room we kind of go wide. And we wanted to give people who have never been in the treasure room uh, a little bit of a sample. So going forward, we'll probably be uh, putting in little bits and pieces here. So here is a small clip uh, from the treasure room. We hope you enjoy it and are interested in uh, learning more in there. Guys, just orcs. Just let us be orcs. Plus, know? there's options there, right? Like, you <laughs> yeah. can be. You know, good, I mean, right. and then you always evil. get people wandering in and be like, we wondered if you could find us some dragon jars. Be like, I'm busy this week. Be like, you're doing nothing. Be like, yes, and that's what I planned for the whole week. Nothing. <laughs> I and I want to do that plan. You know? <laughs> be like, but we offer you all this money and be like, have you not seen my home? My floor is dirt. Not because I don't like dirt, not because I can't afford more, because I don't mind dirt. Do you know how often do you have to sweep dirt? Never! It's dirt! <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. We're talking about House Jurasco and how they are halflings from the Talental Plains with the Mark of Healing. And they were actually acquired by... <laughs> acquired. <laughs> what was his name again? Uh, Karn of Karnath. Karn. Karn of Karnath uh, for their healing attributes. And what was great about this is they brought, they brought them in because they had the Mark of Healing. So they thought they would be an asset. And they came in wanting to be an asset. They were like, hey, House Kenneth, House Siveth, let's work together and I'll help each other do better. And those guys spit on them. 
<laughs> and so they were like, you know what? If you're going to spit on us, we're going to take a hypocrite oath and we're not accepting. We're not going to heal anything until we accept money for it. Money first, healing later was their <laughs> slogan. I'm guessing. And so now we're going to be diving into some infighting, it sounds like, and some more leadership and hierarchy. Yeah. Yeah. We're talking about the inner workings of the house. Let's do so, it. Okay. So uh, the leadership of House Jurasco, uh is a baron, right? Often like we'll see in the other houses. Uh, yeah. And it's currently headed up by a matriarch. However, uh, it is a purely democratic system, right? Leadership is not passed down through bloodlines and descendants in House Jurasco. They're voted in and they can be voted out. And oh. uh, every member, I guess, adult member of House Jurasco gets a vote on, on who will lead them. Oh, wow. So yeah. for the moment, it is Baron Yulara de Jurasco. So as always, it's going to be Jurasco. So I think an interesting thing here is... Uh, in French, the D before the or the D E or D, depending the apostrophe, is used to indicate nobility. And we will encounter some people who are just Jurasco. There's no D, which means that they are, I guess, bloodline of the of the lineage of Jurasco, but they do not consider themselves members of the house, right? Mm-hmm. Like this is my last name. I'm not part of that royal family. Interesting. So, yeah, so we will, so that, that D uh, in Jurasco, whether it's there or not, is an indication on how people feel about the house. Mm. So, um, so yeah, so, so Ulara is uh, the baron who is heading up the house, and she considers herself very sophisticated and uh, definitely uh, tries to distance herself from the traditions of the halflings of the Talenta Plains. And this is Jalara? Ulara. Ulara? I guess you could pronounce it Ulara, U-L-A-R-A, Ulara. Ulara. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so she tries to distance herself from them as much as possible. And part of that is the democratic system from which they come because other nobility do not consider her a true noble because she's voted in. She's not carrying a, le- a bloodline from thousands of years like other noble houses she was voted in. It's like, like for all we know, 40 years ago, she was walking the plains and licking dinosaurs, you know, like. <laughs> and licking dinosaurs. What? Like, That's a is, thing? This is not someone I want to have to dirty my hands with dealing with. Right. Uh, they this want is a, royalty. They want royalty. And, you know, there's so. So part of her distancing herself from the traditions of those tribes is to try and fit in with that nobility. Now. This is very much not something unique to her. This is a trend of the leadership throughout House Jurasco. They have all tried to distance themselves from the barbarians and the nomads of the plains to the point that they have destroyed all records of House Jurasco on the plains. And they have forbidden the passing down of an oral tradition of their history. So there is no record of Jurasco on the plains. The only reason we know they come from the plains is because that's where all the halflings come from. Wow. So we, we we're blind on all this and, and this is just a, a nobles kind of thing. Then like, let's, yeah, let, let's forget that you all were nomads. Yeah. And, and, I forgot and, and, that we were all nomads riding dinosaurs out there on the plains. 
and like wild creatures that we are intelligent and sophisticated. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so you definitely see that within at least the leadership of House Jurassic. And I definitely think there's there's definitely room for an adventure there to hunt down the history of House Jurassic. Right, right. So I just I'm picturing just some nomadic, just you know no uh primitive people just running around riding dinosaurs to having the time of their lives and then you see some guys drinking tea with their pinky up just looking <laughs> at them like well, no i never did that i never did that well wait a second i saw you at the party last week <laughs> this, this reminds me of uh, uh the creation of the flute glass um the, the glasses oh, with yep. those really uh small stems on them right um and uh all the men had been you know, grown to war because war was going on for so long and they'd come to this time of peace and all the men were so brutish that uh, this woman who also created silverware uh, created these flute glasses and would have these parties. And if anyone broke their flute glass, you have to leave the party. So it was teaching them to be super gentle, even though <laughs> last year they were running around murdering people. Now they're okay. Now you got to be gentle, right? And you can't just smash everything. Hook, no smash at party. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, so so we do see that in her, and like I said, it's not just her. That's definitely something that was going on in the house for a long time, at least among the leadership. So we did talk about how that monopoly evolved out of them acquiring their debts and trying to find a way to pay them off. Uh, well, I guess not the monopoly, but that became the monetization of the healing, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, it, eventually it does evolve into them making a lot of profit and enjoying that. And that's when they begin to push the monopoly uh, of healing that they want to maintain. So a large part of the leadership of Jurasco is invested in essentially distracting the other organizations who would be invested in healing. So the biggest competitors here are the healing hand of the uh, sovereign host and the, and the silver knights of Hospitler from the silver flame. These are the two other big healing organizations uh, in Eberron. And so uh, again, like I said, a lot of their job of the leadership is to distract and be like, you could, you know, go to this huge plague infestation, but there are demons over here. You should go take care of these demons, right? That's your ah, job too, right? That's what they tell the silver flame. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or like there was this huge disaster. You'd be like, you could help out with the healing, but we can do that and you can help rebuild. And we're just little halflings. So you should do that instead. <laughs> <laughs> and, this, and, and then they went and punched demons. <laughs> so that's that's a lot of, of how they maintain the monopolies, just because the other healing organizations have a diversity of things that they're invested in, they're trying to distract them with things other than the healing aspect of the the clerical work, right? Dealing with the exorcism of ghosts, the killing of demons, the fighting of devils, right? All the other things you could do other than healing and curing diseases. So let me recap real quick. House Jurasco has monopolized the healing is that kind of what's going on? Yes. Yes. And well, I, I'm going to go into one more aspect where they have a monopoly on healing. Oh, yeah. But they, they, they monopolized healing, basically. Yeah. House of Madani monopolized knowledge, right? Secrets. 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 A house, I forgot, uh, House Kenneth monopolized war. 
<laughs> I'm seeing a theme here. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's how they make themselves powerful and influential is through monopolies, right? And then and then the trifecta triumvirate wasn't really able to monopolize because they weren't interested. Well, right? like, they couldn't. They you, you have three different directions. Yeah. Well, and, and the orcs, like the orcs of House Sarask, they're not interested in a monopoly. I mean, half the time you show up, they're not even interested in your money. Be like, eh. but I mean there was deer five miles from my house. I caught it. I ate it. Like, what am I going to buy with your gold? I've got everything I want. Uh-huh. This, this sword, this hut, that bedroll. I'm happy. What I bet else you they'd want to ride a dinosaur. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, you know, dealing with House Thrask, it's it's usually about some kind of favor, but it's not because they're like, you know, like House Caneth, you know, but what else can do for you? It's more like, I'm just not interested in your gold. It doesn't yeah, have value to me. So, yeah. Okay. So I'm just saying, if like they all technically have a monopoly at something. Yeah. Well, because the, the gift uh, really gives them a special ability, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. So, Anyways, back to. All right. So yes. Yeah, so a lot of their job is, of course, distracting these healing organizations with other projects that involve clerics and, and priests and stuff. Now, then we have what is called the unending contract. So during the last war, House. Uh, Jarasco had contracts with all the five nations to do the healing and take care of their, their wounded and their injured. And at times, certain houses, uh, I guess, certain nations would recoil from the war a little bit. They'd need more time to recoup and recover. And they'd enter, you know, short periods of peace before getting back into the war. And during this time, they would cancel their contract without Jarasco because they're like, you know what, we just... We need to rebuild. We don't even have the soldiers to go to war right now. We've just got to rebuild. And so they would end those contracts. And so House Jurasco saw this as a problem. They're like, when they end the contract, we don't have guaranteed money. It's harder to do our financial planning. We don't like it when they end contracts. We're like, I have an idea. Any, it'd be like every six months, we're going to up our prices. Uh, Unless... You have a contract in place, at which point you can keep the existing price mm-hmm. as long as you maintain your contract. Never mind. It's like any gym membership <laughs> or premium account to anything anymore. So because they're like, it's this way, they will never break the contract because they will fear the higher prices, he says. And then we will make more money in times of peace than them going back and forth on these contracts all the time. It is far more reliable. Right. And so, this is, and House Grasco has been around for over a thousand years, right? They're like, yeah, the last war has been going on for a long time, but there will be long years of peace coming. We need to make a profit then too, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so what McDonald's does with their fries is they actually do the exact same thing. They're like, well, the small's this much and the large is only like a dollar more. So it wouldn't even be worth it to get the medium. Just go to large <laughs> to save money. money. <laughs> it's the exact same thing. They you, they learned how to how to you get could that break money the out. contract now because you don't need us. But when you come back, it's gonna cost you this much. Really, you're saving money, but just staying in. And it's mm-hmm. and you know at some point during the process, the houses are like, this is just the cost of being. In COVID, on the on the continent, this is the cost of being here, right? You just you just pay to be alive because you just have you... to pay House Jurasco because you can't you can't risk 
losing that contract and paying the higher rates when you come back. It's too they, big a they, risk. Wait, so let, let's back up for a second because I feel like this is going to be end up being our title. How Tarasco <laughs> went from I will I will trade you a favor for a favor to monopolizing your life. <laughs> monopolizing <laughs> your life. Like <laughs> next time a healer says, Hey, uh, I'll heal you. If you give me a piece of fruit, like when you have a good harvest, take the deal. <laughs> take <laughs> <a> deal. <laughs> so I think that wraps it up. Yeah, that does wrap it up. So that is, yeah, I guess the, the beginning, we're just barely getting to house Jurassic, but that is a clear view of the monopoly, right? How, how it came about and how it is maintained. Which is which is really interesting because last episode I just thought they were just little monsters and they they were created by the other houses. This <laughs> they were not created by the others. Yeah, they, they didn't even ask to go to rest hold. They they were nomadic and happy. <laughs> People told them and dragged them there. <laughs> then they were like, okay, since we're here, we want to do this agreement. We want to do what we're used to. And people were like, no. Like, now that you're here, you need money. <laughs> like, no, we don't want to work with you unless you have money. And so they were like, okay. Then we'll have money. Now they have all the money. <laughs> awesome. So next episode, what are we going to be diving into? Uh, well, I guess we just barely touched on the leadership. So we'll start to talk about some of the other members of House Jurasco that maybe disagree with some of the philosophies at place and some of the healing halflings who do not affiliate with House Jurasco. Oh, like some dragon marked ones have gone rogue? Yeah, like I said, if you see the Jurasco of Jurasco, they are part of the house, but you will encounter some halflings who are just Jurasco, right? They bear the dragon mark of healing. They are of the bloodline of Jurasco, but they are not of the house. Okay. okay. I love that. I'm ready. I have been floored. Wait, I didn't know we, we, could... a, we need a summary real quick. I thought we did a summary. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> give me give me one minute. So basically what ended up happening in this episode. No, I'm not going to talk that fast. Uh, <laughs> You even think that fast right now. So House Jurasco gets pulled against their will to this new city of highly sophisticated people. Uh, they become House Jurasco. They try to use their old methods of trade where I have something of value, you have something of value. Let's trade those instead of using money. Uh, and theirs was healing. And they tried to do that with House Keneth and Siveth. And well, they were doing that with everybody. Them. And the only and Civis who were like, no, no, you bring gold or you go away. <laughs> yes. And so they decided, you know what? We will bring gold. We'll bring, we'll bring it, we'll bring that gold right up, up in there. We'll bring <laughs> all the gold. And so they they created their hypocrite oath that was, we will heal you after you give us money. And then after that, they created a premium rewards program for their, for their <laughs> people, basically like Costco. It's like you can have a membership to our healing program and you don't have to pay us. You just pay it weekly or yearly or however it works. And you'll just always have our services. But if you stop that for any reason, next time you come back, it'll be more. So it's really advantageous for you to, to just, just stick always around be forever. paying us, <laughs> even if you don't need us. And that is how House Jurasco monopolized your life <laughs> yes there we go all right Aaron were you floored yes yes I was if you enjoyed this episode and want more on the topic we record a special treasure room for our patrons after every episode in the regular episode we go deep in the treasure room we go wide to enjoy the bonus content sign up at the fluorite level or higher
There is a treasure room for every episode from August 2021 and on. That's double the content. Two episodes a week instead of one. Go to www.patreon.com backslash floor fantasy and lore. That's floor spelled F-L-O-R-E. Select the fluorite tier or higher. Immediately after each episode is released, the treasure room will post the bonus audio on Patreon. They are identified by the tag treasure room after and the title of the episode. You can also do a search for the keywords treasure room and find all the content you've been missing. Thanks for listening. Leave us a review. Tell us why you like listening to us. Is it our awesome deep dives? Is it our amazing back and forth? Is it our charming good looks? What would you like us to add or change? You can put that in the review as well. We read reviews. Yeah. And if you're going to be leaving us a review telling us what you like about it, maybe you even want to share the content with your friends, uh, like and share on social media. You can join us on Twitter and Facebook. We post memes and we actually started a discord. So come play with us. So uh, a lot of the worlds we cover have a retcon. Uh, if you're not familiar with that term, it's reconstruction. Or sometimes we might uh, use a bad source for some of our lore research. And if that happens, uh, feel free to email us at floorfantasyandlore at gmail.com. That is floor spelled F-L-O-R-E, fantasyandlore at gmail.com. And if you're angry enough, we'll read it on the air. (laughs) Yes, we will. Also, the treasure room is now available. We have locked a few secrets for everything we cover in there. And each week... We add more. And uh, you can find the treasure room on patreon.com backslash floor fantasy and lore. And how do you spell that, Aaron? That's lore with an F at the beginning. So it sounds like floor, but it's not the floor you're thinking because it's our floor. uh, We hope you enjoyed your time on the floor. Uh, Think about your favorite part of the episode. Now think about your nerdiest friend. Who is it? What is their name? They want to know about the floor. Stop holding out on them. Go and tell them about your favorite part. Because all of this is more fun together.